Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest Cadet Second Lieutenant Ethan Jackson. Ethan is a platoon commander in Romeo Company with some very strong opinions about where the Citadel could improve in moral character development, off-campus behavior, and he discusses what should set Citadel cadets apart from other college students. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast. We are here with Cadet Second Lieutenant Ethan Jackson, who is a platoon leader in Romeo Company. Uh, Ethan is here to talk to us about all sorts of things today. Uh, Ethan, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. First question, right out of the gate. What's, what at the Citadel prevents it from being the best it can be in terms of an institution? Um, I think that can be a number of things, uh, but I think that a lot of it has to do with the relationship that cadets seem to have with um, the TAC officers or, or the administration in general here. Um, I think a, a large part of that, too, obviously we're here to talk about character development, so I'm going to try to insert that in. I think that largely there's a failure, maybe on the administration and on, this, on the cadets' part, to implement legitimate character development into uh, the, the core principles of what the Citadel is. I've, I've kind of talked to a few of my friends and uh, I've made the argument that if you go downtown on any given weekend and outside of shaves and haircuts, you probably couldn't tell the difference between a cadet and a CFC student or a CSU student or some other kid solely by the way that they act. Hmm. Um, alcohol consumption, the way that male cadets are treating female cadets or vice versa um, and it's something that I think is not only uh, hampering the ability of the school to create a positive image for itself throughout in Charleston but also around the around the country but it's also a problem that we need to we need to deal with on campus first very interesting so you know the, the uniform you're wearing in front of me the cadet duty uniform uh, is it's more than just a costume is what you're saying it should represent something uh, more internal. And you say uh, legitimate character development. I mean, that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty sharp criticism. What what in your mind uh, would legitimate character development look like, and what does uh, illegitimate or not legitimate character development look like? Well, I think I mean that, that's going to be hard to answer because it's going to be a wide array of things that constitutes it, whether it's it's good or bad or legitimate or illegitimate. Well, but let's I think get to it. You just part of the uh, part of the problems that I see now, I think that we create um, within ourselves and and within the the staff here is that we spend all these this time working on LTPs on Tuesday afternoons, um, and we spend all this time trying to encourage kids during leadership classes, during specifically their first, but also their second year here. Um, and, and instead of maybe using that time to talk about redefining honor or looking at the honor code, while that's important, um, instead of doing multiple classes on that, I, I think I would be more of an advocate for having real world conversations about what does moral character look like 
what does it look like to live in a society in the United States today where we can be as men or as women leaders not only in our professional environments but also in our personal lives and our personal relationships um, and I think we have an abundance of examples of that throughout uh, our Citadel history and also just our, our uh, American history and I think that if we were to better utilize our time during those periods, we could we could definitely see some changes. It's interesting. I mean, I, I come from a Marine Corps background, and we spend a lot of time talking about what kind of leaders we want to be, particularly as junior officers, but all the way through the officer corps. And uh, it sounds like, I mean, no one's this is not uh, no one has paid you to say what you just said, which is that there's a lot of time wasted in particular programs. But you're saying that small group discussion, uh, real world case study interaction is, is not really prevalent? Well, then where, where do people learn it here, I guess? Um, I think, just like anything else, most people learn everything through experience. So what you see in the, in the barracks and what you see when you get to leave the barracks. Um, and that's where the problem is mostly going to lie, is when we leave the barracks. Okay. We, we live under a certain uh, or under certain parameters of, these are your left and right limits, this is what you can and can't do, and that prevents people from committing some of the things that they may do off campus. Okay. So when we see the things, and I mean, you can see them in, in the way that we have so many alcohol violations. Mm-hmm. Um, just the abuse of things that should be used to relax and move off campus. And it's not to say that you can't drink alcohol or you can't enjoy yourself off campus, but it is to say that we, we as cadets, we put emphasis on the wrong things. Okay. When we leave, instead of looking at it as an opportunity to be that beacon, when someone looks at you and you're wearing the ring or you're wearing the uniform, or even if you're not, it should be easily identifiable. This is someone that distinguishes themselves outside of the normal person, not just because of the way they look, not because they're physically fit, but also because they hold themselves to a higher moral standard and a higher standard of character. Okay, so just to play devil's advocate here for a minute, I'm on staff here at the Citadel, and I, the constant rally cry here is, the core should lead the core. Why can't the core lead the core? And what you're talking about to me sounds like, well, gosh, it isn't happening with the current, this, this moral character development isn't being uh, internalized in a way that, re- that shows up off campus. Um, is this a cultural issue? And if so, who is responsible for the culture inside the core? It's definitely a cultural issue, and I think that ultimately it should be on the cadets to to direct and dictate what we see as the culture here on campus. So uh, it's definitely a problem that we as cadets need to take more seriously and understand that it happens at our level. Um, but with that said, a lot of the things that cadets are able to do, like I described the parameters, mm-hmm. are 100% up to what is the administration going to allow. So while you may be able to set the right standard and say, this is the way I'm going to act on and off campus, and these are the things that I'm going to hold myself to, and you can set that standard for the, for the junior kids and the underclassmen, specifically the knobs, because that's going to be the most impressionable group. It's also the most regimented. Right. But also, I think that, exactly, that it makes it more difficult to do that in a time period on a Tuesday afternoon when we have a specific hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes set aside to have a company or, or a classroom conversation with our peers, with our tax, or with other personnel within the faculty and staff here that um, is, is allotted differently than what it could be used for. Okay, so you're a platoon leader, right? Yes, sir. You, what, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to lead you anywhere, but what it sounds like is you are spending time doing things that are not useful. Can you give me an example of what that might look like? What is the thing that is not useful to you? Yeah, so I'm, um, that's that's a good question. I think I'm trying to think of a good example, um, but I, I I think I remember specifically in all four of my years here, there's been at least one, maybe more LTPs that have been dedicated to formations, room inspections, namely MRIs, or personal appearance inspections. That's something that is 100%, you learn that on a Monday morning. You learn that as a knob in August. You understand what that looks like. You understand the standards for that. Those are laid out point blank. You also have TAC NCOs and TACs that live in the barracks with you that also consistently remind you of those standards. This is what that looks like. So in my mind, instead of using that time to talk about things that we already know, it would be more beneficial to, and, and maybe not directly out of a book, because I think that's also something that we do commonly here that kind of turns cadets off, but if we were also to just have real world conversations, this is what this looks like, and these are the things that we we want to achieve off campus as it pertains to character development. What are we trying to do, and what are we trying to portray the Citadel as, and what does a cadet look like? Do you think other platoon leaders and senior officers feel the way you do about this? For example, if they were given that time on, on Tuesday or whatever time in the very jam-packed 24-hour cadet schedule to spend an hour talking with their uh, cadets, the ones that they're charged to lead, do you think they would choose to talk about these things, or do you think they'd say, let's take the hour off and take a nap or go to the library or something else? I think uh, I think that's always going to be a chance. You can't probably can't make a broad generalization across the core of, hey, this kid from Alpha is going to do the right thing at the right time. But in my conversations, I've, I've talked with a few guys, the company commander and company executive officer from Tango Company, my own classmates that are all officers in Romeo Company, um, and some other officers throughout the Corps that I, I think that they do agree largely. Um, and I think that the idea that the Citadel needs to spend less time on things that we deem unimportant and more time toward things that are important, I right. think that's a... So you've identified unimportant uh, as, as some repetitive uh, LTP sessions, leadership training program sessions. Um, you won't get any argument from me on that. Uh, what about, are there, are there any other areas outside of LTPs you say you think that uh, impede what could be taught? And then after we talk about that, I want you to start thinking about what are the things, what are the what are the left and right, the correct left and right lateral limits for a platoon leader, for a company commander, or for a, for, for a regimental commander to, to instill proper character, proper moral development from the core, by the core, for the core. Um, so first question, sorry, there's a lot right. of questions. Anything else besides LTPs that just feels like it's not a good use of cadets' time? I'm not sure if this would be classified as an LTP as well, but parade practice seems like something that is also a, a pretty large amount of time that we spend doing um, and and seems pretty repetitive. Drill and ceremony? Correct. The entire regiment? Yes. So I, I so think you, so you learned... not, obviously not Friday afternoon, but the practice is on Thursday afternoon for what seems to be the same uh, order of movement. Every so you weekend. think that the order of movement can be conducted on Friday without all of the Thursday practices once you have it down? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I do think that. All right. So anything else? LTPs, cut them. Thursday parade practice, cut it. Uh, leadership keep, classes. Keep going. Uh, Which so, ones? So I think the the freshman leadership. Obviously, there's kind of an always an integration class that you take maybe your first semester. At but any beyond, college. But yeah. beyond that, correct. But beyond that, my mind, I think that we should spend more time 
Um, and this is kind of getting off topic of the character development side, but if we spent more time uh, talking about life skills, like if we're talking about how to pay taxes, what does it look like to invest in your retirement? What does it look like to move into a home? How do you take out a mortgage? Those are things that Citadel Cadets aren't afforded those same opportunities because we can't live off campus. We don't go grocery shopping every weekend. Um, and, and other kids that, that go to a normal college, they, they might live in an apartment and they might grocery shop every week and they might uh, own credit cards. And that's things that at the Citadel, um, while there are other benefits that we get here for sure. obvious reasons, that's something that we don't get um, and so, that, so that can be used. A better. left and right lateral limit could say, hey, you know, we, we do have, we're, we're always going to have some mandatory LTP, some drill and ceremony, some career services, some of the academies to become an officer or staff NCO in the Corps of Cadets. Those aren't going away. Um, but if there were more white space on the calendar, what you're saying is if we had a list of topics and we had to get together and talk about them, you know, we have to figure out how to prevent people from sandbagging. But that type of uh, led discussion is an opportunity for um, a dedicated time for a potential for a leader to talk to their to their cadets. Absolutely, and I think for, at least from my perspective, I'm not a proponent of just no tech involvement at all. But what something that an idea that I, I would be in support of is if we were going to have a specific conversation about character on the weekend, like what does it look like to go right. on a date? Right. What what does it look like to to take a girl on a date, and how how do you treat that girl or or how do you dress and yeah. how do you act? Um, if we're going to talk about that, the way I would envision that is a cadet or attack officer would be, or attack NCO would be in, in the room with the cadets, but it would be only facilitated. You know, it's funny as uh, the commandant, I think would be feel comfortable. Colonel Gordon would be comfortable. He says, you know, it's teach, advise, coach. You're a coach. The coach only runs on the field when there's an emergency. I love that line. I think it's great. Yeah, that is. Okay, so in our last couple of minutes, let's talk about. Uh, you know, you're talking about practical life skills. How do you teach character development at age 21 or 22? How old are you? 21. 21. Yes. 21. Okay. You know, and then how do you how do you shift the culture inside the Corps of Cadets to one that accepts that and sees sees themselves as upholding a particular standard? Well, I think I'm not. Historic, probably not exactly historically accurate, but I, I do seem to have maybe it's a glorified version of what the Citadel used to be. Mm. But there are these old imagine that old <laughs> there are these old thoughts and rumors that there used to be classes like cotillion, mm. or there used to be classes that um, taught some of the things that I'm talking about. So how to dress, but not just how to dress in a duty uniform, but how to dress when you're off post, out of uniform. And you have the opportunity to show that you are professional, well kept. You shave your face, you keep your hair cut, those kinds of things. Um, if if there was a way to combine or in some way integrate some of the older versions of the Citadel that we used to see in that regard with some of the newer versions that we see now, uh, that really focuses a lot on discipline and regimented military activity. If we could combine those things, I think that that would do us really good. Very interesting. Now you'll be you'll also be pleased to know that the uh, the commandant who just arrived this year, I thought the receiving line did not go as smoothly as it could have been, and has, we have contracted an etiquette instructor actually to come in and teach the week before you go through the receiving line for ring day how to do it in the in the traditional way. Um, I think you're not the only person that feels that way, um, and so the question. For anyone listening to this, cadets and staff and faculty and whoever, board of visitors is listening to this, is 
it's the cadets are hungry for this. You know, I, I know it's not just you. We're talking to you today, but a lot of cadets want to leave here. And, and the question that often gets asked is, what do we, what does the community expect of a Citadel graduate that they'd be surprised to find out they don't get by the time they leave here? And and you're you're identifying some of those things. Um, I, I think so. I think obviously. Again, you can't make broad generalizations. There's going to be a lot of kids that graduate from here that do try to hold themselves to a higher standard and, and generally have the values that maybe their moms would hope would be instilled in them sure. by the time they leave. But I think that it is a major problem and that and, and, uh, it's not an unfair judgment to say that there are also a lot of cadets that leave here um, as graduates and they, and they don't. Um, and that, in my mind, is more of a problem than it would be to say that they're unprepared to be an officer or they're unprepared to be in the workforce. Um, we're, we're designed as an institution to prepare people to be leaders in all walks of life. And while that obviously is including um, career development, and that's obviously including the military specifically, it also should include personal lives. Um, and I think that that's maybe where we're falling short, but I think that obviously from a cadet standpoint, there's more that we can do and there's more that we can do if we have these opportunities. We have a platform to communicate with some level of administration, and they're willing to have a conversation about that and possibly make some changes. Right. Well, Ethan, thank you for being here today. You've got some pretty strong opinions. I salute you for uh, laying them out in a public forum. Uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty brave thing to do, and uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation in the future. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it. That wraps up another episode of the Leadership On Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership On Demand.